Hey. Hey. Albert here. What's that? What's what? He, he just pressed the button, or you just pressed the button. There's a screen on your screen. Do you see what I see? No. Okay. Oh, I'm you probably just need to it. select the Skype screen again. No, I'm not going to touch anything. Yeah, pro Welcome tip. back. Skype. Skype's the way. <laughs> Welcome back, Moto Academy podcast episode. I'm pretty sure, let me guess, this one's got to be 29. Uh, Yeah, or 26. Wow. I can't remember. Definitely not 26. It's got to be 29. We're somehow still stuck in the 20s. I don't, I don't know how. We're still here. Driver Jamie's, he's driving, and he's been begging us for an episode. In fact, he said make this one extra long because he's got a long drive ahead of him. He's driving from Pennsylvania to Dallas this weekend. Shout yeah. out, Driver Jamie. I was going to say if you're listening, but you're definitely listening. Yes. So shout out. Thank you for taking care of the van. And Triple Crown this coming weekend. I'm I so never, excited. Never thought I'd say it, but I'm really freaking excited Let's go, dude. for a Triple Crown. I'm going to qualify top 10, so that way we can just get straight in. Oh. And uh, matter of fact, you, I thought of a good title for this weekend's uh, video. Oh, did you? Yeah. Which is? Well, I don't know the exact title, but it can be something <laughs> revolving around. It's amazing. I came up with the same idea. My, my best finish in years. My best main event finish since when? I don't know. All right. It's got to be catchy, but uh, I'm gonna get top. I'm gonna get fifteenth or better. So I don't think I've got a top fifteen since. 2015 so eight years yeah it's a long time i'm here for it let's do it oh no i got a top 2016 i got a top 15 in the 450 2016 so seven years wow i'm getting old and also i have a beard in this episode if you're just listening and what's really crazy cam i don't know if you can see it so many grays coming in on just the right part of my chin Dude, it's nuts. Are you, I like, there was some, Don't, I, I had a graze in your hair, right? Dude, I had a moment in San Francisco this weekend. I was looking in the mirror and I'm like, my hair is gray, dude. It is so gray. And like, it's unbelievable. That is crazy because <laughs> yeah. you're actually young. Yeah. Dude, I'm 24 exactly is going to be my year. I'm going gray. How old are you again? I'm 23 right now. Oh, you're older than I thought. How old were you when I met you? You had just turned 21, right? Or you yes. were turning 21. I would have been 21. I would have been 21, yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, before we jump into Supercross talk, let's talk about my Supercross experience today. I rode. We did triple crown practice, so we did 10-minute sprints. Oh. Yep. Nice. Me, Hunter, and Chance. And what was fun about it actually is that the difficult thing now is when I ride with Hunter and Chance Chance and Hunter are the exact same speed at the dog pound and they're yeah. about it depends on the day unfortunately they don't really have off days I have days where I'm really good and then I have days where I'm really not good today the last moto I was like a second to a second and a half off a lap so what happens is in a 10 minute moto they disappear what feels like kind of quickly at a second a lap it just it the gap opens up fairly quick but jonah geisler kept hopping in doing two lap sprints and i specifically told them it would no, more, normally people would not like this 
I was like, Jonah, hop in right behind me in your two lap sprints. I don't oh, wow. care if I'm in the last two two minutes of my 10, 10 minute moto, like just hop in behind me and do your fastest sprint lap. So it was super interesting because he kept, he was just doing sets of two and he would hop in right on my butt and it would just push me so hard, even deep in the moto when I had lost contact with them and normally I'd be cruising, he'd hop in behind me and it would force me to, to go fast. Got another flat tire, what? but it's crazy. It's honestly crazy, but at this point, we figured out the source of the problem on the race bike. And now I think the source of the problem on the practice bike is I didn't, wasn't running heavy duty tubes. Mm. So I don't know why Dan Royal power sports, Dan send me heavy duty tubes, please. He sent me tubes, but they were, they're not thick enough. Apparently I thought I'm gentle, but it's just flat tire after flat tire after flat tire. Weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Never Roxon's dad was there randomly. Do they? Barely talking to anybody, just like literally a fly on the wall, just like studying and watching what was going on. It was his presence was just intimidating. Why on earth would that happen? Well, they're the the Lawrence's are close with the Roxon family, but he was he must be just in the U.S. for a week or two visiting. He always seems to come right around Daytona time. Hmm. And yeah, just stopped by today. Was there all day, but. Wasn't even really interacting with people that much, to be honest. He was just looking super intimidating and not talking to anybody. Well, that's mildly bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. It was like he was a spy. That sure is <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> so is Roxon going to the dog pound? Because that's all you're telling me right now. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. He's killing it. Allie he's would a, like that. He's in the top five this week. <coughs> he was in the top five this week? He's in my... He's in my Top five. Oh, what do you get in the main at? Oh, I, I I don't know. I only know the top three. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> give me a second. I am so. Ha, I am so happy that I didn't go to Oakland. Okay, everybody Unreal. keeps like helicopter. Yeah, everybody keeps telling me like, "Hey, chill." Whenever I talk about Oakland, Oakland is a third world country. Yeah, why do people are people defending it? Well, I. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, Daniel Blair, like, was born oh, yeah, he, there. He's North. He's NorCal guy for sure. I don't know if he's actually from Oakland. He said he was ten minutes. He grew up ten minutes from the stadium in his little oh. video. Oh, jeez, poor Which, guy. Like, what a guys. Oh my gosh. Unless it used to be better. I don't know. I um, saw maybe. Lucas's story of just like tense and motor. It looked like Skid Row, but it, dude, just not a. Oh my gosh. So I had a tough time getting to Oakland, you know, for just like you do everywhere. Dude, this weekend, I'm I'm just expecting not to get to Dallas this weekend. I, cause (laughs) I've had two weeks in a row of just like things going horribly wrong. Anywho, uh, it ended up being a fun story, right? But Saturday was a long day. I missed half the day because I had to fly in Saturday morning from the East coast. Anywho, long story short, I drove around. So do you remember? It all came back to me. I was like, man, I cannot remember what this place looks like. Uh, Getting lost and not being able to find how to get into the parking lot. Do you remember when you and I went into the parking lot? We drove like last year. We accidentally like ended up in like the dirt works area where they were. And we were like, well, this isn't right. And then we found the parking lot. You did the same thing. Well, I tried to and they didn't let me because that's all I knew. 
I probably drove around in circles for like 30 to 40 minutes trying to figure out where to go. Okay. And did you see Lucas Myrtle's story about like, there was like a couple RVs and like people just, and like, like burned cars on the other side. That was the road you had to take to get to industry parking. Oh my God. So I was like going around and I'm like, it surely can't be that one. And then I finally, (laughs) and of course you go, you ask every security guard you see and they all have different answers, right? Because no one ever has any idea what's going on. I finally met this one guy. He's like, all right, take a ride after Denny's. I was like, okay. So I go and I take a ride after Denny's and I'm on that road. And I'm like, this can't be right. And sure enough, industry parking. I was like, dude, this place wow. is the worst. They should not race there. No, they I'm absolutely sorry. shouldn't. I'm sorry if you if you live really close to there or in Oakland, but they shouldn't race I there. I mean, there's got to be like... I mean, the thing about San Francisco is it's kind of like more towards the middle of California. So like, I'm just trying to think of an alternative place. Like go to Portland, maybe. You know what I mean? Just like go anywhere other than San Francisco. It's a horrible, it's terrible. It's terrible. Mm. Yeah, I've driven around that stadium so many times because I've been there, I've raced there a bunch, but I can never figure out how to get into the parking lot. So I always just do laps around the stadium. Dude, so I like... It's insane. For instance, like leaving the pits at night, I usually just walk out with my camera, do whatever. I like packed my camera away and waited for a group who was going to my parking lot to like walk with them because it's just like, it's it's just a terrible place. It was so funny. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Christian, who's Jets mechanic. And I was like, man, this place is just the worst. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but there's like, you know, there's like free needles everywhere. There's, you know, there's some benefits. (laughs) The stadium's probably cheap. Yeah, I bet. I bet I'm it's sure free. that's why they, why they go. Yeah. What a t- um, well, what else is new? Yeah. So Jets. Oh, I said was talking about this before the podcast went live. So, and I, I'm sure I could talk about it. I text Lucas and asked if we could do what we did last time, which was be the first to release a video of him on it. But Jets 450 just got delivered in a crate. His factory 450. They've had a few at the dog pound, but I don't think any factory ones. His factory 450 got delivered to the dog pound in a crate today. They put it together today, and I think he rides it tomorrow on the Supercross track for the first time. So that's cool. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him on Supercross on that bike. Helicopter's coming back. And he's got to be on Supercross. Um, yeah, I think- he didn't really explain exactly why. He's not racing any Supercross on it. Maybe he's going to do the Super Duper Motocross. Super duper cross, dude. That's what he's doing. The, the super duper cross. He might do that on. I mean, the it makes sense, right? Because like you, how much outdoors can you really ride in the middle of a supercross season? It makes sense if he's going to ride the 450 in super duper cross in the playoff round. Then, yeah, dial in the 450 for supercross now. And well, then, the problem is this: the super duper cross is going to be a weird, stupid hybrid track that doesn't make any sense right so it's it'll yes. be it's gonna be like monster cup ish is what it'll they be say a really high speed supercross track so therefore it is helpful to have experience on that bike on outdoors and also on supercross and then maybe find a setting somewhere in the middle my supercross setting would actually probably work really well for the super duper cross yep Dude, Roxon got 11th? What? What are you doing? 
Is there a crying baby on my balcony? Dude, Dude I can't freaking wait to get out of this apartment. Dude, you're getting close, huh? Oh, I can't wait. One month. I cannot wait. I will never, ever again in my entire life live in a city. Good riddance, Tampa. And my bank account will thank me. Would you ever live in Florida again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just well, no we're going to do Florida six months a year. Okay. Yep. Then uh, there's no better place. Honest, there might be. Florida is a great place to be from Thanksgiving to May 1st. I would agree. Yep. If you're roughing out the winter in a place and you don't have to be, go check out Florida. And right now, what, what month are we in? February 20th? It's 75 and sunny every single day. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. But yeah, I, what we didn't realize when we moved here is that Tampa is an actual city. For some reason, I thought it was going to be like Reston, Virginia, where we used to have an apartment, which was like cool because there was a lot of stuff to do. But it was also we had the WOD bike trail right there. We had mountain bike trails like you could ride right from our apartment to or you just go to a wineries 10 minutes away. This is like we're in a city. Yep. Oops. You couldn't pay me to live in a city, dude. You just so many noises. What I was telling Allie today, though, is maybe it could be a blessing because what it's done. First of all, it makes I know we don't want to live in a city anymore, which that could potentially save money. And then two, I've always kind of wanted a really cool car. Like when I was little, I always wanted a Lamborghini. I don't think that would be my dream car anymore necessarily or definitely not now. But I have 100% written off that I do not want any type of loud car ever <laughs> again. <laughs> I want electric. <laughs> I want something that people can't hear. Or I want a quiet, quiet, old retro car. You ever told the story publicly of when you went like a hundred something in a 25? Oh, got pulled over. I don't know. Wait, in my <laughs> car, right? Yeah. Yeah, when you were like a... When you were 16 I, or whatever? Yeah, I don't know if I have. So might as well tell it now. They've brought it up. Yeah, so I've, I went through that loud car phase once upon a time when I was actually, okay, so my first vehicle ever was a Ford F-150 Lariat 2005. I put a lift, but it was a body lift. It wasn't even a suspension lift. So a body lift, for those of you that don't know, is such an extensive install it's insane so that cost me a lot of money for no reason i made so many stupid financial decisions when i was a kid and that f-150 was my first truck it was cool and then my second vehicle all of my buddies had stis and evos all of them and but they were older so i was like oh well it'd be cool to get it an evo and just get a new one so for my 18th birthday i got myself a 2000 11 Evo 10 and got a downpipe exhaust intake cob access port got it tuned by a place someplace in Connecticut that's popular for doing tunes on those things it was fast but it was obnoxious and the I remember the first day I got all that stuff put on I was I wasn't racing but I was driving next to my friend Dan who still has it beautiful s4 and 
a school bus, I think, is wh- who called us in and radioed us in because we must have whizzed past the school bus, apparently. And he saw the cop and I didn't. So he slowed down and I was like, oh, he's giving up. And I just kept going. And sure enough, I look to my left and there's a cop sitting there. He pulls out, doesn't even turn his lights on. And I know he's pulling me over. So I just pull into the Dairy Queen parking lot in Portland. And he pulls in, parks next to me. We both get out of the cars. <laughs> and Because I knew who the cop was and he knew who I was. And he just goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm like, I'm... <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I, we just put an exhaust on. We just got a tune. And I just kind of wanted to see, you know, what it could do. He goes, I saw you stopped at the red light. And then by the time you got to me, I radared you and you were doing like 80 and it just didn't seem possible. And so I radared you again and you were doing 120. <laughs> <laughs> and the speed limit was 35. <laughs> And I was like, I'm sorry. I just was just seeing what it sounded like and just testing it out. And he goes, you've realized that I could handcuff you and throw you in jail right now and tow your car away, right? And I got a ticket. He didn't tow me away. He didn't handcuff me, but I got a reckless driving ticket. And I'm pretty sure I had to go to court and it was really expensive. Ouch. And I don't, I definitely have not got a reckless driving ticket since then. I'm actually very, I think, what is it? 20 over? If you're 20 miles an hour or 30 miles an hour over the speed limit, you can get a reckless driving ticket, which is no bueno. So what I do now is I just don't pay attention to the road and I just go the speed limit. In fact, I'd probably go under the speed limit. You definitely go under. I go under? Oh, we don't get anywhere quickly. It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's like, I forget. Where were we? We were like driving behind someone. At one point in the last three years, I don't remember any of the details, but they got there like light years before we did. I was was just like, hey, you kind of lost them. You're like, oh, I forgot. (laughs) Oh, I'm the world's slowest driver because this is my thought process behind that. And is that if if you pay attention, there is almost no way for me to pay attention while driving and to not infuriate myself with how how stupid everybody is so -hmm. if i don't pay attention then i just don't notice everybody else's stupidity half the time horrible advice horrible advice but i'm the world's best driver i tell ali this all the time (laughs) (laughs) i don't have to pay attention and we still get the job done i just go so slow but yep i went through that phase i got a big ticket um, I'll never get a car like that ever again, especially after living in Tampa, because you hear not. And they're cool cars, I guess, that drive by. It, there's always hyper cars or supercars that are driving by us, but they're just I don't find them cool anymore. It's just annoying. It's not cool for anybody except for the person that's in it driving it. Yeah. If I didn't so badly need a van or a truck. I would buy a bottle three in a heartbeat. It's I like, like big vehicles. I just, I love my Nissan Titan. It's just so practical. It's comfortable yeah. to drive. I like the van. I, although I haven't driven the van, but I've driven in it and the van is a cool concept. But did I tell you the custom upfits guy tracked me down at, uh, Tampa? No. And he said he apologized and he wanted, he wants to do the build. Great. Yeah. Cool. 
definitely cool. You so should buy we just a new get... one to do that build and then sell me the one we have now. Hmm. Why Why would you ever do a build out in a used van, AJ? <laughs> That's such a dumb idea. <laughs> I am uh, willing to take the van tomorrow. I will drive it home from Dallas. <laughs> yeah, that, the van is awesome. So what else? You went to Oakland this weekend. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but had a hard time getting there. It was kind of funny. So I got stuck in Washington, D.C. overnight. And best case scenario to be stuck overnight because that was your home, your home airport. Yep. Um, so I just texted Booty Trumpets, who was in the app, and we've seen a tomahawk a bunch. I'm like, hey, buddy, what's going on? And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm just, you know, hanging out. I'm like, hey, I'm like, how far are you from the airport? He's like, oh, like 30 minutes. I'm like, you want to get dinner? He's like, huh? <laughs> Where did you go, by the way? Do you know? Where to eat? Yeah, Longhorn. Ooh, nice. Uh, but like right by the airport or where? Yeah, yeah. So I, honestly, dude, I love United. United is my favorite airline. I think now, um, but it's literally, I got automatically rebooked to the next morning. I got a text saying, "This is your hotel address. Oh, you nice. know, go and there's a room for you." So I went to just an airport hotel. It was a double tree, like a Dulles Doubletree hotel or something. Anywho, um, it was like kind of near a mall by the, right by the airport. Nope, not tracking. No, a mall near the airport? Yeah, it was kind of like a mall area. Like an outdoor mall? Well, I, I, I didn't actually go to the mall. I just know it was near the mall. Hmm. Anywho. Don't know. It must have been in Dulles somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Super Shout out fun. Booty Trumpets. Super fun. Super fun. Drove me around. And then, uh, yeah, a really long day Saturday. But it was good. You know, it was kind of funny. It was like last week's video. Last week's. Uh, last Jet video we did had some, like, conflict. You know, it was a triple crown. He didn't do so hot all this time. You know, and we went and did this video this week, and it was, like, a lot harder to make because everything went perfect. Like... Every Did he good win his heat? Too? Yeah, he won his heat, too. P1 qualifying, won the heat race, won the main. And, I mean, everything, like, he got sick before the main, but that's not a story because it was just a weird thing. And so here's the, here's the part of the, okay, this is actually a big bummer. This is a fun part of the story that actually won't make the video just because I don't have the footage to support it. But And I heard that it may have been on TV. Um, did they talk all about at all about Christian's shoulder? No. Okay, so Jet's mechanic. So. Jet's mechanic. Jet wins the main, and I have and I have uh, Christian mic'd up, so I have the audio from all of it. But again, it probably won't make the video because I don't have the footage to support it. it doesn't help the story at all. But anywho, it's just kind of funny. I have him mic'd up, and uh, Jet comes off from winning the main. You know, gives Christian a big high five, hits it. Christian's shoulder pops out. <laughs> no. And, and he was like. Oh no. And then had to like go find like an Asterix crew or whatever to like pop. It was out for like two minutes, dude, because he couldn't find anybody. And then uh, in the audio from his mic is hilarious because like they pop it back in. And he's like, all right, thanks. And then runs over to the podium and all this stuff. I was like, wow, that's legendary. Like, what? Wait, yes. was it the high five where he went past the mechanics area right after the. Yeah. Did you see his arm go was limp? riding by? No. I, I think if you look closely, I bet you would see it. <laughs> Isn't that funny, oh. dude? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, wow, after all that, and the mechanic gets hurt. Unbelievable. Well, it might be a funny reel or something if we could piece together footage from TV or if you got footage or something yeah. combined with that audio. That, that Wow. 
So he dislocated his shoulder? Yeah, just from the high five after the race. <laughs> oh I was like, it looked like a gentle high five, too. It looked like Jet just kind of went like this. Apparently, like, dude, he was telling me after, like, his shoulder will fall out when he's asleep. Like, it, it just, it, it's one of those things, you know? Oh, my God. But I was just, I thought it was really funny. That, um, that I was cracking up at. Did you send that audio to Jet? Because I did. Oh, and no. He was, he was dying. I don't have Jet on freaking speed dial. Oh, I, oh. He doesn't even follow me on Instagram. Anywho. Jet, um, follow yeah, Cameron, I also have, Cam, for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Aaron Plessinger, he's my guy. <laughs> he's yeah. my guy. Um, so do you want to talk about a couple things that I had n- noted? Sure. Uh, can we, let's talk, I want to, top five, bottom five, bottom five, I want to talk about RJ Hampshire for a second. Okay. He actually had a great night, all things considered. Did you hear about the injury that he had? Yeah, yeah. Like, he had internal bleeding, like, didn't, didn't realize or something? Right? Yeah, like, actually sounded really bad. So, he doesn't belong in the bottom five. Um, I put him there for this reason, but, you know, he actually had a good night, all things considered. But are we going to talk, like, in the main event, he lost the lead because he fell, right? In the easiest part of the track. Oh, like, in the left-hand turn. Yeah, yeah. Just a flat left-hander. The track was so gnarly. Like, being there in person, dude, the whoops, you would have had a field day, honestly. Um, and then I was just like, are you serious? That's that's how, you, yeah. that's how we're losing the lead As soon today. as I saw Race Day Live pop up, and I was like, wow, whoops, turn, dragon's back, turn, whoops. That's my dream track. Dude, the shot I have of Jet passing McAdoo in the last set of whoops in the heat race is unbelievable. I can't wait for it to get out there. It's so sick. <laughs> yeah, so they were saying, well, two things. I was talking to Jet today, or he was telling the group today, just like, yeah, I was at the press conference and kind of uh, either he told everybody that he threw up or he was thinking about telling people that he threw up. And then he was listening to RJ talk about the internal injuries. And he was just like, oh, my God, this guy, because <laughs> I can't talk about my throwing up. This guy <laughs> like what? He's he had internal bleeding. Uh, what was the other thing that I was just going to say? Mm. What were we just talking about? We're talking about RJ falling in the flat left hander and then and then we talked about jet telling everybody things today at the track uh, Tra- uh, before lots that, of whoops. We were about whoops lots of whoops oh yeah dazzy said that when they did track walk just based on the spacing of the whoops and how many there were he thought that it would be smart to go waste more stiff with their shock and it, when you watch jet's first lap of time qualifying how he nose bonked like three whoops in a row. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Uh, I wasn't there yet, I don't think. So it was as soon as they showed him, they, they he hits the first set of whoops, and then he like tire taps the last two or three with his front tire. Uh, apparently, and then he went through the next set, and even the next set, like you could see the bike was reacting really weird. Turns out that was because they went too stiff with mm. the shock. I just thought that was interesting. So it turned out that they actually ended up going softer to a softer setting because of how chewed out the whoops got and that way the bike could kind of like sit into the whoop and eat a little bit better to get traction and they were saying i think that tomac did the opposite tomac setting has been so soft this season that tomac actually had to go a little bit more more stiff it's just so which i just i thought that was interesting dude dazzy is so smart 
Like when oh. I when I do these jet videos and I just get to listen to him talk, I'm just like, what on earth? He's talking to Jet about you know mindset and then technique, and then he turns around and he starts talking to Christian because Jet and I'll put a little bit of this in the video. I think I, I, I don't think Lucas would get mad at us talking about it. Um, but he's just having like, he, they're messing with his clutch a lot right now. Yeah. Trying yeah, to get testing a lot of different clutch systems. Right. That's, but that's what I'm saying. Like Dazzy is having this conversation with jet spins around, starts talking to mechanic Christian just about like individual clutch plates and how they work and and no he literally oh this is what he said and i was just over there i'm like what did you just say he was like he's like oh is the are the clutch bolts set to blah 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 newton meters and i'm just like what did you just what like you know the <laughs> torque specs on, on oh yeah things? they torque everything and what i'm realizing now though honestly is torquing things is extremely important dude they torque every single bolt to spec i've been paying yeah. attention to that actually oh, and they've been making me do it and I noticed the difference now, a hundred percent. Like the bike especially, feels better, especially with anything like frame related, but even more so like the forks and the front wheel and the axle, all all of that stuff. Big, big, big difference when it's torqued the, to the spec. Oh, weird. How, yeah. What do you mean by a big difference? I, it just feels like it works better I, when it's not torqued right, and you just tighten it. It feels like the bike is bound up hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't work as it just doesn't work as cohesive and like smooth i swear are you running their torque spec for your uh, steering stem bolt scenario no, no so they have a different setup up there so oh, okay. he just said basically go as tight as you possibly can <laughs> which we did and to the point where driver jamie's like if i go any tighter you're we're gonna crush the bearings in here so my steering stem is as tight as you can get it, which I used to hate that feeling, and now I, I love it. I want to ride just, your bike like that. Oh, it's amazing. It just keeps the... You can open your hands up, and it just like keeps the bars straight. It's like having a serious steering dampener. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a... I mean, there's so many small little things that they do, which I probably shouldn't and can't say, but there's just so many little things. They have... So they test everything. Yeah. Every day they're doing at the dog pond, they're doing something crazy every day, especially on Hunter's bike. I think I've said this before. Jet, not so much. Jet couldn't really care less, but Hunter, Hunter is the test guy. Yeah, really? Yeah. That, that bike is getting pulled apart every single day. <laughs> and same thing with Chance. Chance. Chance tests quite a bit of stuff too. So how's Chance doing? I feel like he hasn't... I Shown us what he's capable of yet? Not at all. Not at all. Because like not when I all. was there, when I was at the dog pound, watching him ride, he was like the fastest guy there. Yeah. Yep. So he is pretty consistently the same exact speed as Hunter, which is crazy, by the way. There's a helicopter Dude, landing on my balcony. You Hang gotta up. be kidding me, bro. That is unreal. And it's gone. Okay. He, at the first two rounds, has struggled pretty bad with arm pump. So uh, he's in, in qualifying, he's not like a death-defying sprinter. So I wouldn't expect him to qualify ridiculously well. Heat races, he's been solid in the heats, I think. Top three. I think. Mm -hmm. Top yeah. five. Definitely top five. 
Yep. But then I, I think in the mains, he's been halfway through the races, he's been getting arm pump. Gotcha. Yeah, Ch- Chance should definitely be a top five guy. Yeah. I mean, if Hunter's winning the way that he's winning, it, it's like... To go in the same speed as somebody on a practice day sometimes doesn't say much, but Chance doesn't have off days, and he also can do it for 20 laps straight. So I was going to say. doesn't mess up. So this weekend should be very good for him. Yeah. Triple crown, short races, like. If he doesn't get arm pump, I just don't. I really think he'd be podium. He should be on the podium. I mean, Anstey came and rode with us. He was uh-huh. better than Anstey. Right. More consistent, faster. Uh, but then again, I, we're so dialed on that track. Like, Dean Wilson came and rode with us for a day, and I was faster. Hmm. So, and Dean Wilson would lap me in a Supercross race. Yeah, what? You know? So, and we were just doing five lappers, but I was two tenths faster each lap. So, over the course of five laps, I was actually able to reel him in. And my dad and Uncle Scott were there that day, and they were just like, Wow, what is going on, dude? I'm so, I'm so excited for Dallas. You have no idea. I yeah, me too. You no know who? Sand, long oh, whoop yeah. section. Dragons back. Yeah, yeah. Qualify top ten. Should be you know, you know who I ran into at the race? Who? Manny. Manny. Yeah. Oh, like Manny Fresh. Oh, Manny. Manny like, Fresh. Manny. I was like, what the heck are you Wait, doing at here? Oakland? Yeah. He was like, oh, I was here for work, so I decided to come. Oh I was like, cool, yeah. Man. He works at. He yeah, works, works at Google. He works at Google. So I was like, yeah, oh, that's cool. That's funny. Um, Shout out Manny Fresh. He's everywhere. He is everywhere. All right. I want to get to talking. I like, there's a lot of things about this race that I want to talk about. Like, but can we talk about Chase Sexton for half a second? Yeah. Um, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, it's three weeks in a row. Well, basically a whole season so far of... I have the win, and then you fall. Are you in? You haven't gone in the rig yet with those guys, like upstairs. Not when they're. Like, have you been around Chase much? I did this week. I'm not around Chase much. I, okay. I I don't really hear anything from him. As far as what I can gather, when I was up there, that was a uh, Houston, and the intel that I get from Jet Hunter and Chance being with him all the time at, on race day. He's in a good headspace, I think. The, the problem is, think about any normal human being. When you start to have that happen, not once, not twice, not three times. I mean, it keeps happening. Any human being will just resort to the mindset of, okay, don't mess up, don't mess up. Don't crash. Don't throw it away. And that leads to throwing it away. I mean, he is not a normal human. He's a very, 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 very high-level athlete. So there's a chance that he's not in that mindset. But I would tell you what, that that would be very difficult to not be in that mindset. I mean, of course, this is all speculation. The crashes that he's having are weird. Well, so here's the deal. This is all speculation. But here's what we know, right? We know Sexton's technique is like darn near perfect. Okay. We also know that his fitness is unbelievable. He's pro- I think he's probably the most fit guy there. Because like fitness is like his 
favorite pastime activities. You know what I mean? So he's like, he's a fit dude. The fitness is there. The technique is unbelievable. He keeps saying his bike is great. And I believe it is like 99% of the time bike looks great, which leaves the mental thing. It's all it leaves, right? That's the only it thing. It does. Or, or, and we, Dazzy talked about this a little bit today. He said, watch the way that Chase even went around the first corner on the whole shot in the main event. Like, he goes, Chase is riding that track to the limit. And he's like, he's riding that bike to the limit. He said, sometimes the way that he corners, he's so much on the sidewall of that tire. He's like, it almost shouldn't work. Mm. So, and we, we were talking about, about that today a little bit. That could be it. I mean, there, there, we talk, I talk about this at class often. There, and Carmichael actually mentioned it in regard to the left-hand turn that Hampshire crashed in. I don't think he was talking about it in that circumstance, but he said that the turn was really inviting and that it had a good kind of apex to it and the rut wasn't super deep. But the problem was the rut wasn't deep enough. So that means it has a limit. You can only lean the bike over so far before you're not at your limit or even the bike's limit. You're at the track's limit to where you will skate out of that rut. There's also times where you're at the bike's limit where you can only hit something so fast because you, the, it, the bike needs time to compress and unload or to whatever. He very well could be riding at that limit often. Right. The crash this weekend was he did the triple single after the finish, overshot it a tiny bit, but he was trying to turn and still hit his normal line. And when he did that, he he rides super far over the front, which is fine. But in that circumstance, when he overshot a little bit, he shouldn't have forced the issue and tried to, to stick to the main, to the line still. He should have just singled and went straight and maybe used the berm a little bit more to bank off that berm instead of trying to, to hit that line. Because when he landed, the front washed just a little bit. And what it did is it made his whole upper body cave forward even more. And not only more forward, but also like a little bit off to the right. And when he did that, it took all of the weight off of the rear tire all of it so it basically like sent him into a helicopter because there was no weight zero weight on the rear tire at that point it's like such a subtle thing where i guess you would put that into the mindset category because okay if you overshoot something and you know you have to time it perfect to be able to get this line then you have to have the patience to not hit the line for one lap Mm -hmm. right it's just, I don't know. I think I talked about it with Tomac in one of my breakdown videos a couple of weeks ago. It, you have to be careful. When you're riding at Tomac and Sexton's pace, they are at that limit. And you cannot be complacent. You cannot take for granted or not respect the track and the, and the bike at all times. There can't be one section that goes by where you're just like, screw it. We're going for it. No, because they're riding so fast that it just doesn't work that way. You will end up on the ground. Um, what's the points difference? Seven. I, th- I have actual hope. I feel like in years past, like last year watching him do that or the year before in the 450 watching him do that, it was to the point where I'm like, oh, man, I don't. This isn't good. 
but for some reason right now I'm like, all right, I just, I feel like he's remaining positive. It's just, yeah. How many times can, what, can something happen? And then you not go down that negative spiral. of Okay. From going to like, okay, I'm going to win this race to don't throw it away. Yeah. I Those mean, are two very different mindsets. Now it was interesting to watch. I tried to watch the press conference before this. Um, because what's interesting about the 450 guys in the press conference is they, they walk from the track basically to the press conference and the 250 guys go second. So the 250 guys like have all the whole main event and then the whole 450 press conference before they have to go and talk. And the 450 guys don't have any time at all to kind of like cool down or whatever. And he was bumming, you know, like he, Oh, was he? Yeah. And cause everyone was just drilling him like, because, again, it's like, this happened again. <laughs> like, why does this keep happening? And it was actually kind of cool to see. So, like, Eli was, Sexton was kind of getting drilled a little bit. And then Eli was asked a question about Sexton. And I forget what the question was exactly, but it was kind of one of those where it was like, like. Could have thrown him under the bus? Or well, was, like, it was, it was almost like were you surprised to see that he fell? Like, that's not what he said, but that's kind of what it came off as. And Sexton, like, leaned back in his chair and just, like, couldn't believe it or whatever. And Eli was like, could have been me. It was like, it could have been any of us. That track was hella sketchy, you know? And, like, Sexton just, like, you could just see, like, the weight come off his shoulders, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, I was like, it was just, it was actually really cool to see. And again, that kind of plays into what I love about the Sexton Tomac deal we have going on is they're they're not jerks to each other. Yeah, right. You know, like I think that's super special. And honestly, you don't really even see that in any other sports from what I've seen. It's it's just really cool. Um, But another bummer day. Like I just I couldn't believe it. So now he and Webb are tied. In the points. Yeah, minus seven, I think, which is cool. I didn't even realize that actually until this week that the points were that close between not just two guys, but three guys. They were closer last week. (laughs) That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. Oh, I can't wait. They all have momentum in their own way. It's not leaning towards any one person at this moment, which for fans is exciting because that means that anything can happen. When one guy starts to dominate, one guy starts to mentally take over and it, it becomes a little bit more predictable. But right now, if I were to pick anybody that's in that headspace, it'd be Tomac a little bit. But at the same time, like Webb, Webb is almost delusional in his thinking sometimes to where like it just takes that one little thing and all of a sudden he's like, I'm the man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where for a normal person, it takes a lot more than just that. And then Sexton is just clearly just going ridiculously fast so it's easy to have the confidence and that's the truth yeah they all have kind of like their little things going track looked brutal though i would have i that would have been i would have liked that track dude watching jet okay so you know like uh start straight left right long rhythm and then you had that weird sweeper doubles or whatever yeah jet was so much faster than everybody through there it was like hard to believe like it was just one of those super weird sections. And like, even if you were comfortable in it, you weren't going to be comfortable in it. You know, it was just yeah, like, it looks, it looks silly. To be oh my honest. gosh. It was, 
Yeah, but he he just did it perfectly. It just every single lap, it was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, they everyone said the track was super peaky with really soft dirt, which is crazy sketchy. Ate some people. Did you see Freddie Norton's crash? My gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Remind me. In the main, he just got ejected off the track and like landed on the concrete. Um, no, didn't yeah. See that. There were some. Oh, was it because somebody cross jumped them at the beginning, right at the beginning of the race? Something like that. Yeah, it was. I think so. I think it was Cartwright's fault. Uh, Yeah, pretty sure I saw that. If it was right off the start, there was two cowies. One of them went flying. Yeah. 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 Weird day, though. Weird day, to be honest. Um, All right. So here's. Kenny got a heat race win. That's awesome. Um, cool. Yay, banana bike. <laughs> okay, the only thing that I we haven't talked about is how Jet won by 17 seconds. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna. I just never want to be. I don't want to jinx anybody, even though I don't believe in that. When I saw the the track on race day live, right away. I was like, oh well. I was so close to like putting out an Instagram story on Moto Academy page or something that just said Jet wins, Jet wins tonight by 20 seconds is what <laughs> I was going to say. Should have done that because uh, he could have won by 30 if he wanted to. But yeah, I mean, not surprising. Yep. He's doing it really easily. Real easily. Like, okay. Questions. We're back from a brief intermission. Uh, that intermission was brought to you by the Moto Academy. There, there's such thing as the Moto Academy app, and it's from what I hear, it's the best app in the app store. You can go to club.themotoacademy.com. Subscribe if you're watching this podcast. You're already in there, and you know. Uh, by the way, if you are in there, go to the, you know, the Apple Store, whatever the heck it's called or Google Play Store, and write a, give us a good review. Write us a nice comment. I'm sure that helps. I don't really know, but I'm sure it's helpful. If you want to watch this ep- these episodes in, their, in its entirety and you are currently just listening, go to club.themotoacademy.com, subscribe, get involved in the Moto Academy community. It's freaking awesome, if I don't say so myself. Uh, okay, back to your local programming. Speaking of we, the app... These are submissions. Let's do some questions. Great. <clears throat> Hit me with them. All right, let's do it. Hopefully you can hear it. Hey, AJ and cameraman Cam. I was wondering Motorex if there's anything you can do to maintain eye speed uh, in the down season. Um, mm. I find myself shutting off too quick coming into corners or thinking I'm approaching jump faces too fast. Uh, is there any type of exercise you can do to maintain or improve eye speed? Thanks. Can I just say? Wow. Great question and nice hoodie. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Ditto. But also, so true. <laughs> like, this happens yeah. to me every single year. I get on a dirt bike for the first time. I'm breaking dumb early. Everything. It just like, yeah, crazy. How can you do that off of the bike? Hmm. Just get in your car and drive as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> uh, Snowmobile in the winter, maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, shoot, unless you're do, uh, yeah, if you were snowmobiling in the winter, I'm sure that would help. That's tough. There's not much that compares to, there's not much that compares to that. There's, there really isn't. Shoot, even getting on the bike today, I rode, today's Monday, they have recorded this, is Monday. I, the last time I rode was Wednesday. So I've been off the bike for, what is that, five days? And everything was coming at me a million miles an hour today. At least for the first half. And and now I know that I'm riding as frequently as I am now. I'm way more fine-tuned and like just I know when I feel good and when I don't. And I'm, so I'm more picky about it. But it just made me realize like, holy crap, uh, you lose that quick. How mm -hmm. else? I mean, there's probably things you could shoot. There's got go on. I should be answering these questions. Go on YouTube, type it in. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be things you can do. Yeah, right? I bet there is. I mean, people do the. Uh, well, that's kind of reaction time based. Yeah, I speed. I don't know. I was yeah. really hoping you had a good answer to that question because I would love to know the answer. Uh, Shoot. This is the wow. first. Yeah, ever since me. ever since I <laughs> ever since I met you, I've been like riding through the winter. This year, I'm not riding through the winter. I'm not going mm -hmm. to any of the classes. I don't like have that opportunity. And it's like this year, this summer, dude, my first ride is I'm going to be like at square one again. You know? Holy cow. Yeah. Especially now that you're getting older, it's even worse. It's been months. Like your eyes get worse. You're you're more timid probably when you get a little older. Yeah. It's it's that's not easy. Oh, I, I felt for so me getting good. back on the bike. I started on outdoors and I the high speed was really freaking my eyes out. And then yeah, it's taken a lot of time. I'm still, that's the one thing I, I, I think I'm still lacking is the track is still coming at me a little bit fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Moto X Gym, wish I had a, an answer for you on that. Holy cow. Yeah, weird. You live somewhere up north. Yeah, you live guarantee, near me. Guarantee Moto X Gym's got a snowmobile. Go get on your snowmobile and go as fast as humanly possible. I would be willing to bet he has a snowmobile. I... He's got I'd be him. willing to bet. Yeah, he lives up by me. I, dude, we're close. It was 50s all week last week. Oh, really? It's, uh, yeah, because winter in Vermont doesn't make any sense. It was negative 20 two weeks ago. Um, wow. Yeah, heck? it's 40 today. Oh, it's going to be hmm. 15 on Saturday. Negative 13? Okay, well, maybe I spoke too soon. But well, guys, send us, some, send us messages inside the Moto Academy app. If you know for sure, I'm going to look this up now because I'm actually interested especially now that I'm over the hill. I'm very curious. What what increases eye speed when you're off the dirt bike? Now that you're over the hill. Uh, do you want to do a question or do you want to do a, a breakdown of a clip? Oh, anything. All right, let's do a breakdown of a clip. This was sent Great. in. Uh, who was this sent in by? This was sent in by Colin. Colin. Are you ready? Overshoot. Super tall gear. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Wait, play that, play that can, one more time. Can you see it? Here, let me see if I can I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I know. I kind of wasn't either. Uh, I thought we were watching a different clip. Ouch. 
Okay, yeah, keep doing that. Rewind it a little bit more. A little more. A little more. Rewind a little more. Okay. Oh. Okay. Now give real slow. Keep it going. Keep it going. He was in a tall gear that sounded like probably fourth gear. That's gonna be so but hard. But he's to got edit. a he's got a horrible angle at it. Oh, and his knee. Okay, so two things. <laughs> first of all, I've blown my tripod out. Okay, we're we're back. Uh <laughs> Nice tall gear, which is good. That's what you want. Especially in that looked like a pretty rough straightaway. So the taller gear, the better. The bike's going to handle better. Especially on a two-stroke like that. I, any bike. Attack position looked quite good. But the angle was not right. First of all, you sh should have made the pivot, like, go back. Like, like there. there. Yeah. yeah. I would have been making my turn right there just to make sure I could get straight for that jump. So... Colin, your first mistake is that you're just you're turning all the way up into the jump face, which is never good. Even if you're a high level rider, it's just a little risky. And if the the angle of that section was naturally kind of sending you that way, then think about how you can get out of that main line, because that's going to be the roughest line because everybody's going to go there. So you not only hit the wrong line and we're turning up the jump face, but right at the top, watch how far forward his knees go. Oh, my gosh, I know. So that is just going to take all of the weight off the back tire. So if it's going to kick, which it's going to because that looks actually pretty rough, then it's, it's just going to allow that bike too much freedom to just float like crazy underneath you. Um, yeah. That looked like a high-speed crash. You know what really bums me out about clips like this? What? So easy to avoid? No. Why do you stop oh. recording, like, right when the good part happens? Oh, uh. <laughs> drives me nuts like keep Wait, rolling stopped, people right wow yeah done yeah oh i hate that drives me crazy i hate that yeah okay that was well, fun. fire your cameraman colin yeah seriously but thanks for sending in the clip i like doing these clip breakdowns actually here oh uh, premix oh, papa yeah let's let's just do it premix papa oh wait no hey moto academy premix papa here my question is you're at the track and you see a parent that is losing their minds because their young racer is not doing very well. Do you engage oh. or just let it go? Thanks. Do you engage? Oh, I've never engaged, but... Uh, actually, I have engaged once. It was at a class and oh, it was at MX-23 in Massachusetts. And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, which this is a pretty unfortunate circumstance, I think that there was a dad that was there with his kid and he, his buddy's bike broke. So his, the kid's buddy, his dad let the friend ride the bike. Were you there this day? That was the most confusing explanation of anything oh. you've ever given. Shoot, I'm sorry. Okay. What there, was just, a, there was, there a, was dad, a friend's brother's there cousin. Was a, huh? There was a dad and there was a kid. The kid had a friend, okay, and his the, his the, his bike broke. So the friend, the friend, the friend's bike broke. Okay. So the 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 dad allowed the friend to borrow one of their bikes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the it. dad the dad now has two bikes out there on okay. the course. Yes. Yes. One one to not his kid. Got it. Okay. You can tell he's definitely. He's, he's living in fixed mindset world. This guy is not a pleasant individual. And, but he was nice enough to let 
the friend borrow the bike. So we're halfway through class and the kid wipes out. The friend. Oh. Ouch. The friend is riding too close behind him, flies into him, both of them on the ground. <laughs> no. So now we have a situation where both bikes have damage. Both kids are both bike both kids are kind of hurt, but both bikes are damaged, and this is the problem with the dad. So he starts losing it. To the point where I actually did have to say something in that situation. And I remember I, I forget what I said, but I was pissed off. And I thought that, like, I just had a, one of the, that feeling like, I'm about to get in a fight right now. It was like one of those types of things. <laughs> and because I thought he was going to, like, come after me when I said something. It was just that type of individual. And I forget what I said, but it definitely made him shut up, thankfully. But it definitely didn't change the way that he was. That's the problem. If if somebody's operating that way and they're a dad, what are they, 30, 35, 40, 45? They've lived a long time to be operating with a mindset that's just that low level. So, like, whoa. Are you going to be able to change their minds by saying something in real time? You would have to be real. You'd have to be real strategic with what you would step in and say. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know. I would say if it was getting, if it was physical, like that's one thing you break it up. But if it's just somebody yelling, like unless you really know that person well, I I remember there was multiple times my dad had to be sat down by other people's dads because they saw how crazy he was getting with me. But that was the friends and they had seen it. It was like a, my dad was a repeat offender. So they would see it time and time and time again. So they would have to sit him down and calm him down and try to convince him otherwise. But if you're just, if you don't have a relationship with this person and it's not physical, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say something, but it's not going to stick. That's unfortunate. That's why... It's a bummer. You know, I, I barely think I'm ready to have a kid. I don't even think I'm ready to have a kid. But I'm so f- much further along than most individuals when it comes to just my way of thinking. There's some people that are really in a, a rut with the way that they think. And then they have kids. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I feel bad. Because that affects you forever. I mean, I my dad was great. But he was also... a lunatic of a moto dad half the time but uh, all the time so that that effect that affected me i'm sure in ways that i don't even know how to explain so yeah that's unfortunate i don't see it i almost never see it that's the only time i can think of that i've seen it because most people that attend my classes are very like-minded which is great and i'm not at local races and at the pros, people are usually, you know, to, to make it to that level, they've figured out how to operate. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of that? Well, I'm trying to relate, but I, I remember there, I don't know why I remember this. When I raced, like the racetrack that I grew up uh, racing at was 15 minutes from the Canadian border. Yep. And we had this one family from Quebec 
and it was a female rider and she just she was on a yz85 and would just smoke everybody smoked everybody didn't speak a word of english um and her dad was the worst dude just yeah. screaming at everybody all this stuff but i was a kid i don't remember what happened i don't know the details <laughs> like, yeah and I, i'll say i was surrounded by it not just by my dad but by it felt like a majority of the the parents when i raced growing up i mean think about that that was it was the the late 90s early you were 2000s at a high level though i was no i'm talking a, even at local races oh really no See, i'm talking local mostly, races are like bottom I'm of talk, the, i'm know. talking mostly at local races but yeah so late 90s early 2000s in new england which is probably you know a a hot spot for temper tantrums you know yeah huh but let me yeah, rephrase pre- let me rephrase the question okay but could pre-mix papa not calm somebody down i bet he could i mean oh, look at this people guy. I, I mean premix papa yeah he's definitely he seems like he's got a lot of wisdom in that hair can you just so, imagine if you're just like he did and then premix papa rolls up and it's like hey man like let's take it easy <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> yeah oh my i mean hey premix papa i don't know you do you it depends on the scenario, you, I think. Is if what you think you've got the wisdom and the articulation to go up to somebody and toss some knowledge on them that you think it might resonate, then by all means, go for it. I would just, I would, I would be afraid that in that situation, I wouldn't be able to really get the point across correctly. Yeah, well, you're not, yeah, you're not going to change them, but just have situational okay. awareness. If it's going to get a hand, shut it down. If it's going to get out of hand, shut it down. Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But, good question though. Uh, Good question, because I'm sure people experience that often at at races. I've whether think, it's their own parents or other people. With our experience, like moto families are great. I mean, for like I never really run into that. I'm trying to think of any instances where I have, and I, I oh, we well, I would see it too at like basketball games and stuff when oh, I was sure. a kid in school. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get that in any sport. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yep. I miss going to classes. Uh, you know I'm what? Been doing class in a while. Uh, premix papa you know what you could do go buy the book mindset by carol dweck and no not another one yes don't even say anything just walk right up to him and just be like here sir unbelievable just say excuse me sir read this you're on another book huh pardon me sir excuse me mindset by carol dweck here you go it'll work it fixed um, Coach James. Coach James is having all types of anxiety attacks flying out to these races. To the point where I'm like, oh my God, I'm he's not gonna be able to do it. <laughs> and I told him to get mindset by Carol, Carol Dweck. Figured his stuff out. Mm. Yep. And all it talks about is fixed mindset versus growth mindset, and it in depth explains the difference in the two, how to raise a kid. Uh with the growth mindset as opposed to fixed mindset, how to be a teacher in the in teaching both or teaching the correct mindset. It, it's, it's really interesting. Essentially, if you have the growth mindset, like none of that, you would never, ever, ever be find yourself in that situation because it's all just about learning. So therefore, you would never be pissed off at somebody for not doing well. Anyhow, uh, 
hit me with a couple more questions. So Driver Jamie, did we shout him out yet? Uh, at least once, yes. Oh, I'm going to shout him out again. Driver Jamie, we <laughs> love you. Um, we're going to try to make this podcast slightly long. Yeah. I Just really for you, hope. because I, he's got a long drive. So hit me with hit me with a couple more questions, at least. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm I have a lot of like, cl- uh, um, like, riding footage scenarios. Cool. Okay. That's what that's what I do best. Let's, I answered I answered a whole bunch of them this morning. Did you really? Oh yeah. I was I was backed up. I took like two days off, three oh. days off, and I was way behind. All right, this, this is from, from Doctor. From Doctor. His name is just Doctor. Shout out, doctor. I don't, don't think doctor sent me any messages yet. I don't know what kind of doctor. Any tips just, on body position? Can't seem to keep my elbows up. Yeah. Let's check it out. Where is he? In Russia? Why does it look so eerie? Ooh. Oh. Doctor getting <laughs> sketchy with it. Play that one more time. Did you hear the kid at the end? No. Oh my gosh, listen to this. Oh, I thought that was you saying that. No. Ooh. That was not me. That was not me. Um, Well, okay, doctor. So, yeah, uh, two things. One, you look really, uh, like, crunched. Uh, You're not fitting the bike well because your your feet are in the wrong spot, it appears, and it's driving your knees too far forward. So that's going to make somebody look like they're too big for the bike. Yeah, dude, right, his so bars slide. are rolled down like crazy. Too. Are they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so first of all, slide your feet back a little bit. Drop your heels a little more. Your knees should be, you have a rib seat, so you can use the, the ribs as a gauge. Your knees should be like one rib further back on that seat, at least. Yeah, just extend that, them. Yep. That will give you some space from the belly button down, which will be nice. Uh, get different bars, for sure. So Caravan Cam is right. Those look like one of those... Harleys that you ride where you're just like riding it this way for mm-hmm. those of you listening you have no idea what I'm referring to get some different bars more of a straight sweep put your bar bend in line with the fork tube the angle of the fork tube that's I, any bar bend that I've ever run I've just put them in line with the angle of my fork tube and it seems to be just about perfect so yours are probably a little bit down from that and then the most important thing here is you have to change the way that you're gripping the handlebars I can tell that you're just holding the bars all the way up against the grip donut, which is just dropping your elbows straight to your side. So do what cameraman cam teaches, which is diamond out in front of your face and then put place them on the handlebars at that exact angle. And the goal is you should be trying to create a triangle of space in between your pointer finger and thumb on the grip. So much so that you're going to have to adjust your levers really far inward so that you still actually have some leverage on them with your pointer fingers. But yeah, if you can get a triangle grip, instead of gripping all the way up against the grip donuts, then that will naturally pop your elbows up. Because yeah, I mean, those elbows are are big time down. And also keeping the knees back will help you not get that weird kick that it looked like you got on that jump face. Yeah, I mean, look look at his left wrist in this little freeze frame I got going. Yeah. Just got a weak wrist. When you find like, Figure out where to put your hand on the bars. I mean, the bar is going to go from like, um, what is this called? <laughs> Any idea? Pointer finger knuckle? I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, that would be the knuckle. This part of your hand 
it's going to go like diagonal. It's not going to go straight across. It's going to feel wicked weird. Um, yeah, very weird at first. Figure it out, find it, get your elbows up, and then make sure that your wrist to elbow is flat. Like there should be none of this happening. Right. Or the, I don't, well, the opposite no, would never no happen. Wrist, no wrist torquage. Keep a straight wrist. Yeah, no torquage. Uh, yeah, and keep that puppy straight. if you all the way up against the grip donut and you try to put your elbows up, you have a crazy torque to your wrist. So basically yes. put your elbows up and then put your hand on the bar with a straight wrist. Then you'll be like, oh, okay, I, I have to hold on at this angle? That's a little weird. And then here's what, sorry. No, go ahead. I was done. I was just going to say what really, <laughs> what really helped with me to just do it is like get your hands in the right place, put your fingers on the levers, get your elbows up, take a mental picture of what it feels like. And then next time you go ride, say, I'm not going to take my fingers off of the clutch and the brake at all. <coughs> because if you do that, if you go into the wrong position, it it's very difficult to do that. You know what I'm saying? So Well, I tell you what, too, and I, f I was focusing on this today, actually, because there was two turns uh, that I was struggling with today, and I noticed that I was rushing them a little bit and yanking with my forearms to try and drive my head forward. Uh, and when you yank with your forearms to drive your head forward, it would pull my hands back into the wrong position, where if you really think about, if you just sit on your bike... Place your hands on the bars in the triangle position. You could even close your eyes when you do this. And then just pinch your shoulder blades to, together, and it's going to kind of pop your chest out like you're doing a dance move. If you do that motion while you're accelerating, whether you're standing or especially when you're sitting, it doesn't make you pull with your forearms, so you can maintain the correct hand position, where I think so many people, when they're standing up, they're like, yeah, they want to yank their head forward but they do it all with forearm and death grip instead of back muscles and just pinching their shoulder blades together. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a big difference. I notice it in Supercross. Like when I am riding the best and the smoothest and not getting arm pump, I'm just doing the shoulder blade pinch and really keeping my hands loose. It's when I'm just rushing things and I start doing that forearm pull where things go haywire. Yeah. Good question, though, doctor. Send me a message in there. I don't think I've heard from you yet. If I have, sorry, I get a lot of messages. I forget. But yeah, get that position. Take a mental picture. Don't yep. take your fingers off the controls. It's also worth mentioning um, because he was referring to the corner, basically. Um, it's a right hander. So his I mean, his he's on the gas. His right arm is so far down. Uh, worth mentioning regripping the throttle. Mm. When you come into that corner, when you're on the brake, just roll your hand up. So when you get on the gas, you're not moving your arm to hit the gas, right? All you got to do is move your wrist. Correct. Cameraman Cam is the teacher. He's the master. Dude, I haven't done it. I like I miss I miss going to classes like I'm, I'm getting a little weak on the technique. I feel like I haven't been riding and I haven't been going to classes. I'm falling apart. Here. I wonder if it would, I, I'm curious if you went to, when was the last class you went to? The last class would have been uh, Jet and Hunter at Tampa. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Long yeah, time. I wonder, i just curious if I'm explaining anything different to the point where it would like catch your ear and you'd be like, oh, because well, hmm. I think what happens naturally over time yes. is I just start, I say things so many times that I just start to explain it different. Yeah, no, you've definitely evolved just in the last so few if, years. if you haven't um, been to a class in that long. I bet you I, I'm probably doing the classes a bit different. So here's a funny story. I, when I went to get dinner with booty trumpets, 
in DC this last week. Uh -huh. I was actually talking to him about this. I think it should be a requirement. I'm not even kidding. <clears throat> this is going to sound funny, but I actually mean this wholeheartedly. I think it should be a requirement for all of us Moto Academy employees to do like two or three classes each year. Like, I think we should prioritize us actually riding at them and making sure that we're getting better because like the better I know the technique, the better videos I can make for you. Right. And like, I think that would just be a really special thing. Also, how cool would it be if you had how many employees do we have? Six, seven. And yeah. we were all just like epic technique wise. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I think that would just be awesome. Yeah. Yep. It would make sense because what I notice, and you know this, it, when you show up to a class, you know right away who's in the app or who's done a bunch of classes before. 100%. It is dead obvious. 100%. And I always I can make go it to a, a point. track and know who done it yeah, like, without so you. Cool. <laughs> like Premix Papa was, was one of them, actually. I remember it was, I think, Lincoln Trail class before I knew that it was Premix Papa. I was like, whoa, this guy, I think he was on a KTM. I'm like, this guy, and I this KTM is just perfect with it. And I'm like, he's got to be, there's no chance that he isn't in the app. Like he's just got to be. And same thing. I had class in Texas a couple days ago with coach James and two guys stuck out and I called them out right after their free, free practice. And sure enough, they're in the app. Like that's cool. That's yeah, that really cool. cool. Yeah. I right, also, hit, me, hit me with one more question. Not a riding breakdown. Do you have one more just Not question? a riding question. Yeah, that one is a little complicated. Uh, hang on. Oh, okay. AJ and Cam, why don't you guys bring out the whole crew and race a Pasha 125 Open Class at the uh, two-stroke national championships? Uh, Do you know what that is? United, by the way. He had a United shirt on. Yeah. Uh, well, I do own a really cool two-stroke, so I guess I could. The uh, the problem is, well, oh, yeah, I guess depending on what time of year that is, maybe we we could because I have to bring the van to custom upfits now and get the van built. No, 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 no. What Whoa, you do is you buy a, a van in California. Wait, when is the Glen Helen twenty-four hour? Okay, race? so that's what I was gonna bring up. We that's what I want to do. Absolutely should do a team race. And it should be the Glen Helen one. Yes. And what we could do is have the van built right before that. So that way it's got a nice bed and a place to hang out for us all while we're doing the 24-hour race. Your and then take van. it straight from Custom Upfits yes. to Glen Helen. Race 24 hours with all of our employees as a team. That would be so fun. I'm... I'm more than down. I think that'd be oh, awesome. It would be so fun. It's dangerous, but it if you do it smart, I mean, it's uh, that it was so much fun. Well, I mean, I we'd go into it with the right idea. Like, who cares? Let's just go freaking oh, right. have some fun, you know? Like, yep. I think as oh, a team, that'd be awesome. Well, because I mean, we got two pros. You know, we got you and James who would carry for sure. Like, you guys would actually do really well. Um, Jackson would definitely blow the bike up. <laughs> and then I'd oh my God. probably get tired really fast. Um, yeah, but the good thing about it is the lap times from what I remember were like 20 minutes. So if you got tired really fast, you just do one lap and let it, the other guy go at it. Right. 
So, yeah, so driver, driver, we got a solid team. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie would be the trooper. He would just do laps. Oh yeah, he'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, he'd also be great to have around because he'd be good mechanic. Um, yes. I'm sure. I feel like he'd be good at like making sure we are we're all well fed. <laughs> yes, that's important. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, I think we got to do it. I think we got to do what it. What bike would we do it on? Well, that's the thing, right? Is they give you a budget to go buy one, right? Like, don't you have to go buy no, a no, bike no, no. under two? That was just Rocky Mountain ATV's thing. They just made that their thing. You can do it on any bike. We could totally steal their idea and just oh, yeah, you could do no, it. No, that's on any bike. stupid. Why would we want to do that? Let's do it on the one twenty-five. Huh? <laughs> oh no! I think you know what would be fun on is Driver Jamie's Honda. Oh yeah, that would be OP though. That, that thing uh, would be sick. RX, what is it called? How many oil changes would you have to do? None. What? You're going to run a bike for 24 hours and not change the oil on it? Yeah, you're right. I change my oil every two hours. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, didn't think about that. We didn't change the oil on our bikes, but that's probably why they blew up. <laughs> you didn't? Oh my gosh. No. No, we definitely didn't. Yeah. But his, we did what? a couple top ends. It's a they Honda 450 RL? Uh RL, no. that's right. Is great, it great, great bike? I would. The only problem with the 450 there is I would be going fast. <laughs> well, that makes up for us. No, but that's <laughs> scary fast. I mean, I guess if we had a really good light system on it, I could do that safely. But it, the good thing about when I did it with Rocky Mountain ATV guys is we were on a 1994 YZ250 that was like slower than a YZ85, and it was just so slow that you couldn't go, you could only go so fast. Yeah. But there was guys flying by me on 450s, and I was like, whew, because I hit a tree at one point, but I wasn't <laughs> really going fast enough. It wasn't really an issue. But I was like, man, if I was on a 450 at this very moment, I would have hit that tree going really fast. Well, I would just love to know, like, how many hours I could go, like, at one time. Yeah, it's fun. Like oh, I would love so to know, can I ride for three straight hours? Like, dude, and when at, when it gets when it's dark and you're way out there, you because you're riding Glen Helen and you do the hill climb at Glen Helen and then you pop over the mountain and then you're just in the middle of nowhere, dude. And so when you're out there in the like two a.m. and you can our our lights weren't working, like our, my uh, the lights kept shutting off. It was actually scary. Wow. But it was cool. It was such a it was just an adventure. I love that. It'd be such a fun video. Well, we would need to come up with that would be one of those scenarios we should capitalize and come up with the title before we come up with the video. You know what we should do is we need to make sure that we have an even eight employees when that rolls around that are that can race, and we Ooh. could do two teams mm. of four, and then the video is it's you know four four v four. Yeah. Or. I would, I would love to do that. Or we, I mean, this is a stretch. <laughs> or we buy two bikes or sought after bikes or something and have Moto Academy members go head to head and whoever wins gets X. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or the, or them versus us or like, or two teams of four or five, and we fly in two Moto Academy members, one that are uh, that are on each team, and 
whichever team wins, that Moto Academy person gets to keep the, the winning bike. Yeah, that would be slick, dude. That'd be cool. That would be very cool. That would be very cool. Okay, you heard it here first. I don't know when that race is. They basically guarantee that that probably won't happen. But if it does, no, I, that'd it, be cool. <laughs> might as well. It's a good time of year. I think it's, I thought it was like September, October. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. November, it was fall time, right? right? Yeah, somewhere in Yeah, that's a good time of year. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, driver Jamie just really doesn't want to drive that van all the way to California. But I'm telling you. He'll do it. He'll do no, it for no, us. No, 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 no. Especially... No, no. You go. You buy what can one we incentivize? What can we incentivize him with? Okay, beer, obviously. Obviously, I'm telling you. Just go. Just sell me the van. You're gonna have all this money to go buy a new van, buy okay. it in California, have them do it, and then drive it back. Then you don't have to drive it there at all. Problem solved. Hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I could buy one from Custom Up that's probably built out already. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sick of this podcast episode. I have to pee so unbelievably bad. I you can't think straight. Like, you're kind of doing one of these. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A little Big antsy. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to pee for 45 minutes. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. <laughs> All right, well, well this I'm is sick, fun. so I'm going to go we're, rest. We're almost at 30 episodes, so we've basically made it. <coughs> uh, yes. For everybody still listening, Driver Jamie and... Uh, who else is still listening? Well, Booty Trumpets definitely is. Uh, yeah, he is. For sure. Shaken Blake, maybe. Uh, maybe Fire at Will. Mike and Andrew. Uh, Brian Kane. <coughs> Premix Papa, of course. <laughs> Sean Wilhite. Say his name wrong every time. Definitely not how you say it. I love Moto Academy. I know everybody in there now. Do we have the only motocross app? I mean, like MX Locker, but that's different. Is, do they have something in the app store? Yeah, I think they oh, have an okay. app, but it's like that's for selling stuff. It's different. I knew we were, I knew we had the best app. I was just wondering if we actually only were the only ones with one. <laughs> I don't know, but how crazy is that? That not only are do we have one, and maybe even the only one, but it's insanely good. Popping like off, how, dude. Oh. To the point where, honestly, I don't even go on Instagram. I used to like go on Instagram if I'd get really, not that I'm bored often, I'm so freaking busy, but if I like had a m- moment, I would do the Instagram and like scroll. I don't do that anymore. I go into the Moto Academy app and I go to the discussion tab and then I just check out what everybody's up to in the discussion tab. And it's so cool. Yeah, I love the, discu- the discussion. Th- like, yeah. I'll be in there and then remember that it is our app it's so cool i love i love when everybody starts chiming in in the discussion tab <clears throat> like during like the main events during the races oh, everyone's awesome. giving congrats to jet or congrats to you or or like everyone was so concerned when you just like were out of the race because on the broadcast all you see is like oh out you know like because when you're you got a flat tire or whatever everyone's like Where's Albert? What happened? <laughs> like, yeah, the whole discussion tab just turns into like detective work. Everybody just trying to figure out like what's going on. Yeah, I love it. Or they just follow the whole race day. There's there's people in the discussion tab posting like pictures of them at the race. Yeah. I just that's so cool. Oh, dude, you know what would be cool? It's so cool. 
I should see if I can find like a quarter 20 phone mount that I could mount to the top of my camera and like live stream from the view of the top of my lens, you know, for those moments. Like, you think that would be difficult to do? Well, no, I just got to find a mount. I'm sure it exists. And then you would need to have Wi-Fi. We would need to have Wi-Fi, which is always the tough part. And a laptop on you or no? No, no, no. You don't need a laptop. What the heck do you need a laptop for? Oh, no, 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 you just no. Need the phone. no, like attach huh? my phone to my camera. Oh, so it's already pointing oh, in the so right you just direction. Run it off the, run it off the. You phone. know what I'm saying? Wow. That could yeah, be cool. yeah, that could be cool. Let's think about it. Yeah, like I'm, I'm scrolling through now, like to one week ago, and somebody just posts picture AJ looking strong in the whoops. A bunch of people commenting under it. AJ looking good out there. It's just so funny to me. Yeah, it's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, if anybody is listening this deep into the episode and isn't in the Moto Academy app, use code MOTOFREE to get the first month for free. Download it immediately. Download it right now and just click around. Check it out. Go into the discussion tab. Go into the live feed and watch all the past live feeds that we've done. Exclusive content. The member bonus section, which is just where all the master classes live. I mean, there's so much stuff in here. When are we dropping the next master class? Don't we have another one coming out? Yeah, we'll do it. Um, not this week, but next week. What is it? It's the last one that we have. Let's see. We just did starts. We did jumps, rollers, starts, rollers, jumps. So this was the scrubs and whips. Oh, that'll be a big one. Yeah, this will be a big one. Scrubs and whips master class coming soon. Ooh, right. We got to make sure we. Yes. Yeah, we got to make sure we market that one properly because yeah, but that, this week, that should. This week we focus on the jet video that comes out this week. And then, yeah. Cool. Stuff. Club.themotoacademy.com. Go subscribe. Use code Moto Free. Get that first month free. You're welcome. That's not supposed to be public knowledge. But that's no. okay. We like to give things away for free at the Moto Academy. Okay. Still got to pee. Toodaloo.